Have you ever wondered if it was possible to communicate with the spirits of those who have departed this world? Have you ever seen an angel or had a spiritual experience that changed your life forever? Have you ever wondered why bad things do happen to good people? Or why life sometimes seems so unfair and random? If you have, you're not alone. And in this podcast, we're going to ask those questions and give some answers that just might make sense to you from a source that is generally misunderstood and overlooked. I'm Paul James Caden, and this is The Journey into Spiritualism. Blessings one and all, and welcome to the very first episode of Journey into Spiritualism. I'm Paul James Caden, and for those of you who have listened to the podcast previously, you may have noticed some changes. The podcast was The Mystic Fire, and now it is Journey into Spiritualism. So if you're an old listener, welcome back. If you're someone who's joining me on this podcast for the very first time, welcome. Uh, There have been some changes made here, and we're going to talk about why those changes have been made in just a moment. Because these just weren't arbitrary changes that I've made to follow a trend or to gain a bigger audience. These are very personal changes that I've made in the way that I podcast, the way that I view the world, the way that I live my life, the way that I practice my spirituality. And all of that has come about, and Journey into Spiritualism was born. Because really during this pandemic, I've really had a lot of time to reflect on my life, my spirituality, my journey through this world so far and the things that I've seen and the things that I've learned and the things that I've experienced. And I see now as we're going through this pandemic, there's so much happening in this world. We have the pandemic, we have climate change, we have all these destructive weather patterns. We have people that are out of work, people that are hungry, economies being affected greatly. We have political divisiveness. There's so much, so many problems that we're facing right now. And I'm really noticing how people are responding to those challenges. And yes, we have some earth angels out there who are helping people, trying to keep people calm, trying to feed people and give people food that are out of work and they have families. But there's also a great number of people who are responding to what's happening in our world with anger and frustration and violence and more divisiveness. And the thing that's really alarming to me is how many of these people claim to be religious or spiritual or you see them wearing a cross around their neck and yet they're involved in such 
divisive or hateful or even violent behavior. And it's really made me think, is this where our religions in this world have led us? Is this what they have taught us? Or have they taught us anything at all? Because now in the face of so many challenges, so many people are reverting back to almost a tribal mentality and they're ready to go to war with or fight with or even harm those who are not part of their tribe or their group. And yet many of those groups claim to believe in God and follow the golden rule and the ways of the Creator, but their actions say something so different. And for me, if you don't know my story, and if you have, uh, bear with me as I reiterate for just a moment. I remember very young in life, literally before I learned to speak, that I was seeing spirits, people that only I could see. And many times they would interact with me, mostly in a friendly way. And I grew up with this sense of something or someone greater always watching over me, always being present with me. None of us are ever alone. And that we're all from this other place, this other world, this other home that is not of the earth. And it is a place of peace and love and goodness. And one day we'll all return there. So there were so many years of my life that I, I felt that the universe, that the world was a beautiful place, a magical place, this spiritual place where anything was possible. Because God and these good spirits and the angels, as I learned about God and Christ and the angels from my grandparents, I thought they were everywhere. They're always with us. And wow, what a grand opportunity to, to live here right now, even though sometimes it's very hard and very challenging. But we have this invisible team, this invisible family, these invisible friends that are always all around us, and they always have our back. They're always there to help us through no matter what. And the sad thing is, as I got older and my parents started going to church, it was a little Methodist church out in the country in a place called Greenville, New York. And I was introduced to denominational Christianity. I was told that these things were wrong, that these things were evil, that even though these spirits may have seemed friendly, they could be demons and devils in disguise. One woman in church even told me at one time that, that Satan likes to 
trick little children because they are so ignorant of the ways of God. So this really pulled the plug on a whole lot of things that I believed and felt and lived for a number of years in my childhood. I felt sad. I felt disappointed. I felt a little bit lied to because everything I thought I believed, was it wrong? It didn't feel wrong. There was no one or no thing that was telling me to be harmful to myself or others. There were no spirits telling me to worship devils or dark entities. In fact, uh, most of those encounters always pointed toward Christ. Long before I was introduced to religion and knew uh, little to nothing about Jesus Christ, except that he was um, allegedly the Son of God. But I thought the adults knew best, and I gave up my old ways. It, it was very hard, and it was hard on me for a lot of my adult life, because I always felt that I walked away from something good and kind and loving and special. It wasn't until the summer of 1994 that I started to open myself back up and say there has to be a better way because I'm not feeling spiritually satisfied. I don't feel that I'm connected to the source. I don't feel that I'm connected to God. I feel like I'm following a bunch of rules and that if I break those rules, God is going to be angry with me and punish me in some way. And there was a time in my life where uh, I actually had kind of an unhealthy fear and uh, mistrust of God. Because in my mind, as I heard the words of the pastor when I was very young in that Methodist church, that you never know what God is going to do. And if we get the, get a cold or the flu or even bang our toe and it's painful, this is God punishing us for some sin in our lives. And that he punishes some people by making them sick and they die early with such diseases as cancer or heart attacks. And that really settled in my young consciousness. So I grew up through my teens and into my 20s believing in God, loving God, knowing there was something much better out there, but I wasn't quite sure that I could trust this God I had learned about. But little by little, those layers start, started to fall away from my life, and I struggled through evangelical Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity, and I saw how judgmental and legalistic these uh, these religions were. And around 1999, I walked away from it all. It was actually the December of 1999 where I said, I can't in all good conscience walk this path anymore in my life because I don't feel that I'm following God. I'm feeling like I'm following 
a God that has been invented by other human beings. And they, uh, he certainly reflects their attributes in many, many ways. And to me, that just wasn't God. And now fast forward to 2020 and we look at the world around us where so many people have lost faith. There was uh, a Christian singer from a Christian rock band. Uh, I don't uh, know personally, I don't know who this band is. Uh, I believe the name of the band was Hawk Nelson and the lead singer came out and said that uh, he no longer believes in God. He's, I, I guess, going to step down from the band. But we're seeing this a lot, where there's a lot of children of priests and pa or, you know pastors or televangelists, you know, or Christian singers coming out and saying, "I don't believe anymore," because I think that man-made religion, that man-made image of God, that has been foisted upon us has choked our spirituality and we're not really connected to God. We are not really connected to the love of Christ. And somehow it's a burden and we know that there's something more beyond this, but we're afraid to break away from it. We're afraid to walk away because we're afraid we're going to be cast into this terrible place called hell. We're seeing a lot of these evangelical Christians who talk about heaven, but yet they're so involved in right-wing politics and they literally want to take over the country and the world and make everything and everyone subject to their belief system, to their faith, because they feel that's their job. And this is bringing the gospel or the good news or bringing the kingdom of God to earth. But yet in their rendition of doing so, there's a lot of division. There's a lot of judging others. There's a lot of taking away the rights of other people that they don't agree with. There's all this judging and condemning and talking about if they had their way, bookstores or online bookstores wouldn't be able to sell certain kinds of material or music anymore or movies. So a lot of the creative arts would suffer if they had their way. So to me, this really doesn't so much spell out the kingdom of God when you're looking to take away people's rights and oppress their freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Isn't that what the United States of America was founded upon, freedom of religion? And they will certainly tout that saying very loudly if their religious rights are threatened. But they certainly don't think twice when they think of taking away other people's religious rights. So all this that I'm seeing in the world, so many people losing faith, so many religious people becoming militant and political and judgmental and hating and out there joining the, um, 
you know, just the, the wars in the streets, you know, um, protesting and wanting to uh, do harm to those who are not, not doing what they think they should do. And this is not all protesters. I'm not talking about everybody that's protesting, but there, there are groups and pockets that uh, they're kind of like a time bomb just waiting to go off and where they're waiting for that moment because they're angry. And this is one of the things that has really struck me in my time of contemplation during this whole pandemic. To really reflect back and say, you know, the spirituality that I knew as a child before I knew anything about religion, it was pure, it was kind, it was loving, it was so insightful. Opposed to what we're seeing the religions of this world doing. Yet the religion of the world told me what you believe is wrong, what you believe is evil. Yet I have, and, and of course other people like myself, have never even thought about or engaged in some of these actions that the mainstream religions are involved in, some of the things that they're voicing in public. And so I say all that to say two things, and it's not to criticize uh, people's religions or say how bad they are or how wrong they are, because that's absolutely not what I'm saying. But I do look at what's happening in the world and I say, my gosh, we've been so misled, so misguided. It's the same thing I've said since I was a child, literally before I could speak, and then when I could speak. If you're an old listener and have listened to some of my other podcasts, you've heard me tell the story of how I felt that we're all from this other place, this other home. I remember being a baby in, in a crib. I couldn't articulate words, but I had this feeling I wanted to go home. Not this home I'm in right now, in this crib, that other place, that other place that I came from, but I couldn't remember what that other place was. And as I got two, three, four, five years old, I remember when I would see people, you know, act in angry or violent or, you know, even my older brother do something that was not nice to me. I remember thinking to myself, don't they realize that we have it all wrong here? And this is not the way that we're supposed to live. We're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to be good to one another. We're supposed to all get along and just be like brothers and sisters like we are in that other place, that other home. And boy, do I find myself having that same feeling right now in our world. I've always had it, but I would have to say over the past two or three years, uh, maybe the last five years, it's been really strong as I look at the world around me and say, Oh my God, you know, 
don't we realize? Don't we realize how wrong we have all of this? We have been so misled, so misguided. We're not in touch with our own souls. We're not in touch with God. We're not in touch with the angels. We're not in touch with that higher spiritual realm that is all around us, always guiding us through our intuition and our inner guidance, always leaving us little signs and synchronicities, kind of like signposts on the road of life saying, this way, and we ignore them all or we don't even see those signposts anymore. We're just going on pure instinct, pure adrenaline, and what somebody else in this world told us was the right thing to do. And we never questioned it. Even though for most of us, our conscience has probably been screaming all the way saying, what are you doing? You know this isn't right. You know this isn't the way. You know this isn't the truth. But we're afraid to admit that. We're afraid to say that. Because we're afraid that our peers will no longer respect us. Our families will disown us. And God will reject us and cast us into this tormenting lake of fire for all eternity. We all have so much to unlearn and relearn. It really is like humanity is going back to square one, but we don't have to. But that's why I say I look at the spirituality I grew up with before someone told me this is what your spirituality should be. And I say to myself, I know it wasn't wrong. I've known it all my life that it wasn't wrong. All of my life when I struggled through those other religions and denominations and legalistic religions, I can't tell you the amount of times I've said to myself through my teens and even through my 20s, I need to get back to that pure, innocent faith that I had as a child because that was real. And I'll admit right now what that spirituality was and why I've changed the format of this podcast and going into some new territory is because all my life I recognize and realize that I have always been two things. And that is a mystic and a spiritualist. Before I ever knew what any of those things ever were. And later in life when I found out what they were. And I said to myself, wow, that really describes me. But I was afraid to embrace it. But I have embraced it in my life. And it's been a journey. A journey into spiritualism, a journey into mysticism.
And yet the world still says those things are evil. Even while they're doing evil. And again, that's not judging anyone or saying, oh, look how good I am and how bad they are. I was taught just like those people were. And it was quite a monumentous effort. And it took a lot of courage and a lot of anxiety attacks, a lot of stress to finally break away from all that and say, this is not who I am anymore. This is not who I ever really was. So I get it. I talked to a couple people on Twitter who have walked away from evangelical Christianity and the struggle that they had, the fear, and that they're still having, that it is a hard walk every day. And some people never come out of that valley of the shadow of death because they don't know what else to turn to. So many of them will turn and say, well, I don't believe in God at all anymore. I'm now an atheist. I can't go back to my old religion. I can't choose a new one because subconsciously I still feel that they're all evil or there's something wrong with them. So I'm just going to choose to believe in nothing. So it's hard. It's very hard to unlearn these things. But I can tell you one thing for certain. And there are other people out there who could tell you the same thing. Because I'm not the only one. I'm not special. I'm not a saint. I'm not anybody's leader. I'm not a modern day prophet. I'm just a guy who lived pretty much his whole life under a rock. Because I like it under the rock. I'm a quiet, private person. I have my spiritual beliefs. I do my thing. I try to do good. I try to help others. And now with the advent of social media and YouTube and so much melee going on in the world, I just thought it was time maybe to step up and tell my story and say, hey, folks, this is what I went through. This is who I am. And this is not evil. And there are so many myths and misconceptions and superstitions around mysticism and spiritualism and spiritism. And we're going to talk about some of those in future podcasts. Because there are a lot of myths on what people think it is as opposed to what it is. And we're going to talk about what spiritualism and spiritism uh, believe and how I've experienced it personally, because I don't think it's the same for every individual. We're all different. We're all children of God. We're all unique creations and we all have free will. So we're not all the same, a cookie cutter religion like some of them unfortunately are, where we all look the same, speak the same, talk the same, dress the same, believe the same, and 
outside of these particular lines, we are not allowed to deviate. But these things are not evil. These things are not satanic. These things are not of the devil. I honestly believe that some of these modern-day fear techniques that organized religion has used to keep people away from these things is to keep them away from their true connection with God, their true connection with spirit. Because if they had that, then the organizations would go out of business or be drastically changed in how they practice their gatherings. And there would be no hierarchy looming over the congregation or the denomination. Because let's face it, men love hierarchies, men love power, men love to rule. But didn't Jesus tell his disciples when they said, Master, which one of us will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he said, the leaders of the, the nations, of the pagan nations, follow after these things. For you it is not so. So I'm just the guy coming out from under his rock and telling my story. And if a few listen, that's great. If many listen, that's great too. I kind of hope eventually there will be enough of us where if I light someone's candle, they'll light someone else's and then they'll light someone else's and we can start a chain reaction of light in this world because that's what we need. We don't need another revolution. We don't need another civil war. We don't need the old religions of the past to step up and say, Oh, look how out of control the world has become. Let us be in charge again. Because that's what some of them are looking for. But then we're just put back in spiritual chains. And the whole process begins all over again. And the funny thing about it is, when you talk about these kinds of things, how many people actually come forward and say, I felt that way too. I felt that way when I was a little baby, before I could even speak. I had those same feelings. I've had those same experiences. But everyone around me and my family and my friends said it was wrong, it was evil, so I had nobody to talk about these things with. I think at heart, every human being that has ever been born on the face of the earth is a mystic and a spiritualist. Because think about it, every human being born upon the face of the earth goes through that stage in their lives as children, as teenagers, and young adults, where they always believe the universe is that magical and good place. That their loved ones are watching over them and even speak to them now and then through dreams and little signs and synchronicities and things that happen. And some people even say, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was grandma standing at the 
foot on my bed and I wasn't afraid. And she didn't speak a word. I just looked at her and I felt like she was telling me everything's going to be okay. And then it was. Innately, we all have those feelings. We all have those experiences. We all have those beliefs. But then this world we currently live in comes along and takes those beliefs away from us. And what is the result? I think we can just look out of our windows at this point in time in history or turn on the TV or look on the internet and see exactly what it means and exactly what the consequences are when that connection, when those beliefs, when that innate feeling of connectedness with God in the realm of heaven that we feel so loved and life is so beautiful and we're so excited that we wake up in the morning and that's what excites us, not the new car, the new house, the new whatever. We're just in that state of spiritual bliss just thinking about it. And when all of that is taken away, we start trying to fill that gap with material things. I want this, I want that, I want that object. We start giving into consumerism. And when that's not there anymore, or that gets taken away, or that is threatened as it is now during the pandemic, then chaos ensues because then we truly feel lost. We truly feel like we have nothing and everything is being taken away from us. And we become angry and desperate and start clamoring in the streets that our rights are being taken away. And some people don't even know what those rights are if you were to ask them. And some people will even answer and say, my right to go to the grocery store or the mall and buy what I want or buy what I want at Walmart because they've been hypnotized by the society of consumerism and their innate beliefs and connection to the spirit world has been taken away. So this is all they have now and they'll fight for it with every ounce of their being because they don't feel that there's anything else to fight for. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what the journey into spiritualism is all about. Finding that better way. Finding that better something. Finding that better life. Finding that inner peace. Getting those innate beliefs back and that connection back. Where we are whole. We are strong. We are content. We are peaceful. We are peaceable. We are happy. We are loving. The love of heaven is washing through us and extending out of us to our fellow man. That's what the journey into spiritualism is all about. And I hope you'll take this journey with me and learn more as we talk about what spiritualism and spiritism is, what it teaches, what to expect, 
and how it touches each and every one of our lives, whether we believe it does or not. I'm Paul James Caden. I thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay well out there, everyone, and I'll see you next time on The Journey.